American corn farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is our first episode, uh, the premiere episode. Two crazy B-movie TV guys decided to put together this film junkies little show for Rabbit and Red. But uh, I'm happy that you wanted to do this with me, Paul. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is crazy, man. We, uh, I, I, everybody, everybody does like all the mainstream. And me and you were sitting there and I'm like, I want to do these kinds of like there's only so many reviews I've seen in this movie on YouTube and they're not, you know, they're just like a quick, like, Oh, this, this, and this. But I know you and me, because we're a B movie TV, we like the, we like these kinds of movies. <laughs> so oh, we yeah. said, let's do this show and do it right. <laughs> and, and most of the reviews I see of movies like this at the end of the day, they're like, it sucked. It was terrible. It's like, come on, man, don't be so cruel. Yeah. Well, it's that that is that that bothers me too. It bothers me when people. Well, that movie sucked. You okay? First off, we're talking Hard Rock Zombies. Hard Rock Zombies has every B movie TV guy's wet dream in this fucking film. I mean, you got we go from you know <laughs> some seductress. We go to a hard rock band. We go to. Uh, little people, one of them being a monster. <laughs> we got werewolves. We got Nazis. We got boobs. We got blood. What else do you want? And if anybody says something like that sucks, come on, man. <laughs> That's it's crazy. Movie, 
this movie definitely had an identity crisis. It didn't know what it wanted to be. Well, kind of like most of the films that we like, you know, like Spookies, you know, that thing's all over the place, too. But um, Hard Rock Zombies definitely has a special place with me. And I I guess I'll go first of letting you know how I came across this film, and then you can tell me how you came across it. Uh, I had to have been 15. I went to Hollywood Video, walked the aisles of the VHS, saw this cover. Me and my buddy would grab like two or three movies, and this was in the pile. Okay. So we just grabbed, this was like one of the three. We took it and we loved it and laughed and we have jokes about it and everything. Like that's how I was exposed to hard rock zombies. So how were you exposed to this damn thing? <laughs> uh, I, my cousin was the one who found it and uh, he had a VHS tape of it and he, I used to borrow, I'd go through his VHS tapes because my dad was a big collector of movies. I had a lot of movies, but I had my cousin, he liked movies too. So I'd go through his box, you know, with the little Maxell stickers on there. And it would, just oh, yeah. say, it would just say horror collection and it'd be like two or three movies. So I grabbed it, I think, and that's how I found it. It was like the second movie on this tape. And the first movie, I do believe the first movie was the second Phantasm movie. And then after Phantasm 2 was over, this one came on, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" It yeah. just, I was being being a kid, being a kid, I didn't appreciate it yet. So at the time, I was like, "What is this?" So I was the I was guilty of being one of those. This movie is shit. But yeah. but but over the years, you go back and watch it, and you realize these movies are good. They're just misunderstood. Yeah, it, you have to you have to put the and I and I have kind of that too. I have a film snob in me too. Okay, I do. But then the then movies like this though, you just gotta tell that guy to shut up, that guy or girl, whatever inside of you, shut the hell up and enjoy this for what it is. It's absolutely insane. You know, this movie was made in 1985. Uh, what I came across, I don't know if you knew this, Paul. This thing was actually supposed to be like a 20-minute like short for some sort of drive-in thing. It was like gonna be kind of like a grindhouse was with you know Rob Zombies, you know, uh, Werewolf Woman of the SS, all that. That's what this was gonna be. And then it just turned into this. <laughs> what we got, it turned into hard rock zombies. I mean, I I the only time I'm really a movie snob when it comes to B movies. I hide this movie snob in me because yeah. when you have a limited budget, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. There's no, I don't find there's any middle, but when it comes to big Hollywood movies, that's when I'm a snob. Cause if you're going to spend millions of dollars and make a crappy movie, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Well, you got the, you have the resources. Right. I guess that's, I'm the same way. If you have the resources, what the hell are you doing? But right. Like this movie, you could tell they uh, just like any other in the, the this era just holds a special place in my heart because these people were learning as they went. You know, they just uh, okay, uh, let's do this scene and this scene. And I know uh, in the version I watched um, to refresh myself, it was on YouTube, so I know it was an old copy. And there's some stuff missing, which I really want to get 
the Blu-ray of this so I can see what they cut out and you know how they sometimes add stuff to it? Yeah. So I, I don't know if I'm missing anything. I might have been, but <laughs> like I said, the first time I saw it was on a, a long time ago, that long ago. I did recognize one person in it. Um, the, the, the one midget, the one that yeah. didn't wear the mask, the other one, he's been in big movies. He was, uh, he's, he's one of the few that are still alive too. Most of them killed themselves. So he's still around making stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll look his name up. I, I should have had it ready. That shows how, how ready I was. Yeah. I, I, I forgot he was in it. Yeah. He's, he's been in a lot of full moon features. Well, God dang, man. He's been in so much stuff over the years. He's just been in so, so many things. And if you see him, you're like, oh, I, I know that guy. Uh, yeah, Phil, uh, Phil Fon DeCario? DeCaro? I don't know. I, I might yeah. be butchering that. But anyway, yeah, he's been, I, I think the latest thing I saw him in, and I just happened upon it, was called Unlucky Charms. It's a full moon feature, and I saw him in that. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I, I was surprised to see him in it. He and, was the uh, only person I recognized. I didn't recognize anybody else. <laughs> yeah, because everybody else, it, it, they've only been in several things. Like the the guy that was the lead singer in this film, and I have it in my notes. Uh, EJ uh, EJ Curse. He was also on Bones. He was on an episode of Bones, I guess. He's still he, he's still active. Rules of Engagement, that comedy show. Um, he was on that. And then um, Sam Mann is the other guy. Uh, he was in some other movies that might make a, a appearance on the film Junkies. Uh, Rollerblade and okay. <laughs> Rollerblade Warriors. <laughs> now, so, do, you, do you know if the singer, the guy who played the singer, did they actually do the music? Were they the ones singing it or were they just lip syncing someone else? I, th I, I, I think they were the actual band. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think they actually had the band going on at that time. If I'm not mistaken, I'll have to go back. I might have to uh, correct myself in a later episode, but I believe that's what they did uh, because, okay. um, uh, of course, our, our mutual friend Ken used a lot of the Hard Rock Zombies music in 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 uh in fill like in uh what do you call them the banners the 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 tickers and everything on B movie TV you would hear that main that dan 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 yeah. dan that he was able to use that because I believe he knows the guy that was the the singer of the band so I believe they did all that music yeah because when that one scene was coming where they were playing the she was playing the audio tape I was like wait a minute that's that's what he uses when he's showing you, you know, Monday night at 10, yeah. Monday night at 8. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what, though? That's that's the cool thing about this. And knowing, and all the reviews I've, wa I've watched, they don't really talk about the cool music that this thing had. I mean, the music, the soundtrack itself has its own personality. Like, it's just badass, I think. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. I was, I it, it drew me, it drew me back to the eighties. It was, it, I liked the music. It was good. I loved it. I love all those. And then whenever I hear it, <laughs> let's not forget the hit song that. The, okay, so just so so people, because this we do have to kind of talk about a little bit about this movie. It's 
it, it's weird. It starts off with um, it starts off with these two college guys driving down the road. They see this hot chick, and she's hitchhiking. Somehow, they, you know, hey, you know, we'll pick you up. And then it has just a sequence. <laughs> it's so weird. Like you have, I guess it's the family. You have the little people. You have, you have, I guess, uh, the weird guy with the binoculars in the bushes. Like they, they're expecting her. And what she does is she seduces these guys. They go to a pond. She strips down naked and jumps in the water. And then, of course, they skinny dip with her. And the family, I guess her family is in the brush and they're watching this. And she's just like, she's just killing both of these guys. <laughs> and like, I, what did you get out of that? Like, why? I, I don't understand that part of it. Like, they're sitting, just getting their jollies or. I was sitting there and when she pushed them underwater and then blood started coming out. I'm like, yeah. What you got? <laughs> Not like teeth down there. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know she had a weapon. So she got naked and went in the water. I didn't see anything in her hands. And then she's you know pushing them under. So I'm like, oh my god, they're dying everywhere. Yeah. It's like I don't understand why the the the, the, the two little guys and the the guy the guy taking the pictures and stuff. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, they take pictures. And I'm I'm with you. I think maybe she had a a, a teeth thing going on down there because she just like shoved them down water and then all this blood started. And of course, the other idiot, he's like doing a backstroke. He didn't even pay attention to his buddy. Just got killed in front of him. And so, (laughs) go ahead. She must work out a lot because she was able to hold that guy down. I would have got I would have got out of there. Yeah, like this this bitch is crazy. I gotta get out of here. And then you just have little people dancing in the <laughs> like. There's yeah. just so many weird stuff going on in that first scene, but and then of course we go to it goes to the rock band, the the main the main rock band, and they're an up and coming band, and they got the the whole you know the tropes of a metal band. Like they go backstage, and all the chicks are all over the place. And of course, you got the lead singer. His chick is pissed off because he's in there messing around, and you know. But they're they're like um, they're starting to become famous, right? So, but um, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny that these guys are about to become famous, and they're still driving their own van. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're in the shittiest freaking van. You think their manager would got them something better? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think I the mean, manager just took all the money and like here, here, uh, drive, drive to this town and and uh, yeah, here, here's some gas money. Yeah, making a, what was it? He was making them do in the back, sign their asses or something. Yeah, the oh guy, yeah. The guy, didn't, the guy didn't want to. He's like, no, you got to do it. It's for the band. It's for the yeah. Like making <laughs> sign their asses and stuff. Like, Jeez, it was. It, yeah, there's so many freaking weird things going on in that that scene. Of course, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was weird. You're an up and coming band. You drive uh, the lead singer, no less, is driving the van, and of course they they come across the old the old vixen again. She's out. Um, she was on the side of the road again, wasn't she? Yeah, she was just hitchhiking. Yeah, she's just out there hitchhiking, and of course gets in the van, and she's not in there. Not two seconds. And they're like, where are we going? She goes, oh, I just live right up here. So she was like pretty much close to where she lives. So- right. <laughs> and it just so happened she lived in the town where they were supposed to perform. Yeah. 
it's like it all worked out for her. Oh yeah, most definitely. And then they go and and they go to her house, which is kind of like a, I guess it's a little mansion looking thing. Like it's not really, you know, it looks kind of old, but they end up there with her. And of course, what was the excuse? I can't remember the excuse of why they had to stay there. Why did they have to stay? Was their van broken? They couldn't get to the venue, so they ended up playing there for the for the grandfather and and everybody at that mansion. I can't remember. But I anyway, was, they, I thought they just had. We were going. I thought she just offered them better hospitality. Oh yeah, that's right. So she's like, "We can accommodate you better," kind of thing. Right. And uh, yeah, so they're like, "Okay, we'll play here," you know. And I guess they're going to give them a lot more money than if they went into town. But the the funny thing is, this guy had a Patrick Swayze dirty dancing thing going on with that young girl, and they keep telling him to stay away from her. And what does he do? He writes a song. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he yep. writes a song about her, yep. and she looks very young. I, I I bet the actress she had to have been like eighteen. Oh yeah, she, she had to. Because she, she to me she looked like she was still underage, so she had to have been eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah, she looked. Yeah, in the movie, she looks like she's like preteen. Yeah, and this rock stars in love with her automatically. Like they don't even. I think they just talk for a minute, and yeah. like he just already smitten with her, and everybody's telling him stay away from you. You know, you got to stay away from that chicken. And he's like, I'm gonna write a song about her, <laughs> and get more creepy with it. That 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 part did kind of creep me out, and. Then <laughs> But the song is awesome in <laughs> Cassie. He's, and then of course when they got to the house, that lady's crazy ass werewolf mother. Yes. I don't want to be impolite, but what's that screaming? It's just my mother's primal scream therapy. Quiet mama! Like, what is that? Oh, that's my mom. She's going through therapy or something. She said. I was like, what? Oh, I'm I'm almost forgetting one of the creepiest parts of the movie is when the grandfather is getting after the grandmother and the two the two midgets are in the room. They're like, we want to watch Granddad, and he's like, get out of here, get out of here, and then she, this is this. I got their grandchildren. Rose, Rose. Can't we watch, please? That's your old grandpa and grandmama. He's like, oh, look how cute they are. And he's like, all right, you can watch that. Oh, man, come on. This is getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I did I did watch, um, to, to bring up the little people, I did watch a, a interview with the, the lead singer and uh, the other guy, Eric Mann, I think his name is. But anyway, they were on this this guy's little review show. It was like a talk show. And they mentioned the little people. And he said, yeah, we got the one guy. And then they said, what about the other guy? He said, well, the other guy, he he stayed one day and then he quit. Like after one day. (laughs) And they said, well, who'd they get to put in there? And he goes, I think it was a kid. Someone's kid was in a costume the rest of the movie. (laughs) Like the... The original guy being the the monster mask and everything, he quit after like one day. Wow. 
Yeah, I was like, well, what the hell? <laughs> well, well, at least he was able. I mean, you can throw a kid in there. That's fine. I mean, he had the. That was just. He wore all makeup and everything. Yeah, it, he did. He just. It, I don't even think. I looked at the mask, dude. How could you even see out of that shit? Like, I felt bad for the guy. Yeah, I don't think it had. It, I mean, from the way it looked, it didn't look like it had any mesh or anything. It looked like. I mean. He must have. They must have sat him in place, told him what to do, but don't move. Yeah. But when they filmed outside, out when he was moving around, I don't know. It did look. It didn't look like there was any eye holes or anything in anything. It, it might have been a very limited um, sight for that that person in that costume because even in the movie, you watch him. It, it looks like he doesn't know where <laughs> that person didn't really know where they were going or. Uh, the other the other guy um, that we mentioned beforehand, he he was the one kind of guiding them. Like they were always together. Right. So that might have been why that other guy quit. He's like, I can't fucking see. It's fucking hot in here. I don't want to be here. This sucks. And I'm probably not getting paid. And yeah, I'm out. <laughs> now, I'm not going to jump too far ahead and spoil the ending. But yeah, yeah. When, every, when everybody was walking around in the ending, the guy mm -hmm. who wore the mask, the little guy with the mask, he was not involved in any of that stuff. So I think you're right. When the scenes were when he was moving, the one dude was with him. And then at the end of the movie, when everybody was moving around and stuff, he just sat yeah. still and did his scenes. Yeah, he he, he didn't. I, I kind of caught that because you look at the mask and it, it's like, where the fuck? How does that person see? So um, that was something I uh, I'm, I'm glad you caught it, too. That's something I caught. I was like, my God. And, and plus, we know how it is. You know, the, the cameras and the freaking lights and everything. It, it's got to be freaking hot in that damn oh, yeah. thing, too. Oh, yeah. I, it didn't look like it had any. I mean, it looked so tight. I hope he brushed his teeth before he put that thing on. <laughs> Chew some five gum and get after yeah. it. Oh, I'm sorry. Five didn't exist. It had to be in like bazooka or what is it? Fruit stripe or something. Yeah. Get yourself some uh, big league chew. Big league chew. <laughs> oh man but yeah that, and and then of course when this band is there like they're setting up and everything and all this of course all the crazy stuff's happening you mentioned uh they hear howling howling and of course the grandmother is actually a freaking werewoman a werewolf and <laughs> that just adds to the confusion like okay and um stuff starts happening around them and of course, uh, one of the they they were doing. I, I want to say it was like a practice run. They were doing a a practice run of their songs, and the the two guys, the two little guys, they dropped something, and it caused like a what was it? Was it like water? Or something? It caused like electric shock and almost shocked the band to death. Yeah, like they were playing was. their song. Yeah. What was that? I think it was. It, it might have been uh, water. Uh, I think it was. They, I, I think they were like messing around. They dump water. Of course, it almost kills the band. And like then everybody's like getting excited. Like when they were playing, they were just all kind of sitting there. And then when they almost died, they were like cheering and getting excited. Yeah. So that would have been red flag number two. <laughs> like get the hell yeah. out of there. <laughs> yeah. No one paid attention to any of those red. Flags. No, they didn't. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, these people! And then, of course, uh, that one guy, he gets uh, he gets enticed by the seductress. I guess we'll call her, and she's in the shower. And then, of course, he gets in there with her, 
And then she does have a weapon. She has that little knife she stabs him with, kills him. And then I guess all the other band members started getting off in different ways. They get killed off. And it, it, it just goes crazy from there. When does is, when is the grandfather, like, I forget when the grandfather reveals that he is, and it, he is Hitler. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he reveals that he's Hitler. Like, during this time, you have all the band members getting off in different ways. Yep. And then the grandfather reveals he's Hitler. <laughs> like, he's been hiding out, which he doesn't even have a German accent. You couldn't even give me one German accent. Just even try. <laughs> And then, uh, and then Ava Braun was with him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that was the old lady in the the, the werewolf. The werewolf. Yeah. Oh, okay. How, how Ava Braun became a werewolf? <laughs> they didn't explain that. <laughs> now, but, now, now, don't forget before they started killing the band, which I was like, wait, the movie still got a long ways to go. You're killing them off already. Yeah. But don't forget, the whole town was going nuts. Remember, we got to outlaw this rock and roll. Oh yeah, they well. You know this. This came out around the time of the Satanic Panic. Like, uh, so it, this was kind of written during that time. So it doesn't surprise me they had that. But you're right. They're like, we gotta get rid of this band. Kind of like what they did in Black Roses. Like they just they didn't want this yeah. band. That you know, get them out of here and everything. So yes. they had that town meeting and and then yeah. were, that, that whole scene was goofy. It's just yeah, so goofy. And then he goes, no rock and roll music at all. And the guy's like, well, who said? There's no rock and roll music, period. You yeah. Oh, and the guy said, well, the law's the law. And then that sheriff with his uh, his chest all open, his shirt yeah. all open, and his sunglasses. No offense, but he reminded me of some West Texas cop with his No, <laughs> <laughs> no he, he got uh, dead to rights. He did. He looked, <laughs> he looked like a, a small town sheriff that you would find out here in Texas somewhere. You know, yeah. you, you would find him out, in, like you said, in West Texas in some sleepy town. But got his got his, <laughs> got his aviator glasses on, and he was he was he was cracking he was cracking me up. Oh no, that, that, there's a lot of characters in here that crack me up. But yeah, he he was he was definitely one of those. Uh, I guess uh, what people think of when they think of you know sheriffs at that time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just aviator glasses and shit and trying to be macho. Yeah, but, in the eighties, small town sheriffs had it bad. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> and I, I grew up I may live I may live in Wisconsin, but I grew up. I'm I was born in, in Georgia. I lived in uh I lived in Kennesaw, Georgia, which is north of Atlanta. And uh it was a sm back when I was a kid in the eighties, it was a small town. Um and it was uh they're kind of close. The, the sheriffs that they put in all these movies in the 80s, they were kind of close to what they really were. You know, lazy, loud yep. mouth. I mean, that's kind of how they were. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's exactly how they were. Man, but, you know, after after all the chaos and everybody's getting killed off, you think, oh, okay, well, the movie's over. No, it's not. It's not over yet. <laughs> There's still a lot more to go. And uh, it, it it's just the band comes back, they come back to life, and yeah, then they which, <laughs> he, she goes she goes to the grave and she plays his tape, and yeah, 
<laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? It brought him back to life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then it and plays then, our awesome soundtrack music. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they kind of, and it's kind of weird. And I was wondering because of how these guys were moving and how they looked and everything. I said, you know, when did Thriller come out? And Thriller came out after this. So Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller came out after this movie. So someone watched <laughs> Hard Rock what? Zombies and said, oh, we got to put this in here. Of course, they didn't dance like the zombies in that. But <laughs> It was probably like 3 o'clock in the morning at Michael Jackson's mansion and him and Bubbles were watching late night movies yeah. and <laughs> this movie came on and, and that's what influenced the whole thriller. <laughs> hey, Bubbles, look at this. It's such a nice movie. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I hadn't thought about that damn monkey in forever. Um, but yeah, they come back and they seek revenge on the people that killed them, <laughs> which they go crazy on that family. You know, the only the only member of the band that died in a weird way for me was the lead singer, because it was just him and that bald headed like ogre like guy. Yeah. And all he did was throw the things and oh, his hands. It's like, dude, don't just stand there so he can, you know, yeah. them in your hand. <laughs> but he, he's, he just, I mean, he was aces with those spikes. He was. That he was a weird girl. death. But he saved the girl. He that did. Was the important part. He, he saved the girl. He saved, he saved Cassie. Yes. But. Yeah, that it, of course they they come back and kill everyone in the family, kill the, and and I, I like how they did it. You know, they grab them and of course they got zombie strength, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but then as they're killing them, they do the flashback of how they got killed by them, and of course they killed everybody in the family, and then they leave, and the, that's the funny part to me is the cops show up. And they're like, they, they're just walking around. And of course, all these, the family members, then they come back to life. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this is never going to end. Everybody that dies comes back. <laughs> and and the zombie, the zombie rock band get back in their shitty van. Yeah. And they're mm -hmm. driving away. And the music is crappy. The guy keeps, the zombie keeps kicking the radio. He can't yeah. just lean over and change it. He's kicking the radio and they're looking at each other. And then he kicks it again and they look at each other. Then he finally, he finally finds the rock music. And then the guy in the back, the zombies go. They're like, yes, we got it yeah. now. But it was like, where are they going? I yeah. Mean, they're zombies. They're dead. Where? I mean, really? Where? They, are they had to finish go? the tour. <laughs> they had to finish the tour. But then you're right. Everybody started coming back to life. Yeah. The, the, the crazy cop put the the woman in the back, and then she came and attacked them and killed them. And then they they run them up on the whole town. They did. That was the funniest part. When she does, like, she's laying in, <laughs> why they propped up a dead body in the back seat of a cop car, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> he's driving, and it made me laugh, because when she gets him, he's like, he, like, oversells it. He's like, ah! <laughs> he just freaking wrecks the damn truck. 
Yeah. He's like right in mid. He was talking shit or so. I can't remember what he was saying to the passenger that she just and he oversells that whole screaming thing. And there was someone else that did the same thing. I think it was one of the one of the guys that was uh, in the band he, when he was getting killed. He oversold it too. I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> like they, I, I get it. They're actors and everything, but of right. course they like over like kind of overdid it in those scenes. But that was one I laughed at. I was like, "What the fuck?" He's oversold the shit out of this one. Another person that oversold their scene was that lady who had that her boyfriend's head got chopped off. Yes, she picks it up. She's talking to it. <laughs> Put his head down and run. <laughs> Oh man, but you know uh, I, all the craziness of this. I I still I still love it. Like oh, another uh, one of my other favorite scenes of this movie was the <laughs> was the monster uh, midget. I guess we'll call it the monster one, where he was eating himself. Oh, like he was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's over, and there there's here's his skull going. Oh, and his skin's coming around. He's eating his own skin off. But that, he already ate his legs and everything else. <laughs> but that right there, dude, like that whole scene, I thought that is funny. I was laughing like they he's he ate his own legs and he just keeps going. And then they go to like other shit that's going on and they come back and he's just he's like missing his arms and he's still trying to eat himself. Oh man. But that that scene with the skull when he eats his own flesh off of his skull, that right there, I thought. Wow, that's that's a neat effect. I'll give him props for that. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that did look good. I liked it. I li- I like movies that. Yeah, some of the practical effects in this film weren't like top notch, but at least they tried, and some of it was actually pretty damn good. Yeah, that's why I was saying earlier. You know, if, if you if you're gonna make a movie and someone's gonna say, "Here, here's fifty thousand dollars. Enjoy yourself." You gotta. Most of the budget has to go to the effects, and then. Even when you do that, the effects don't look that good. Yeah. But that was back in the day. I mean, you go nowadays, it's a different story. I mean, Ken's on a small budget and his special effects look good. So it's like, you know, it's they've come a long way with special effects. Oh, for sure. Well, and, and you know, you there's a lot of people they have like uh the 3D printing machines and and all this crazy stuff that's you know accessible now to us that you know people just like make stuff now. They they have an Etsy shop and they make a replica of a figure that no one's ever made before of a you know a character from a movie they just wanted to have it made. Right. So I yeah, you're right. I mean there's a there's a Especially if you try hard enough, and and like you said, Ken with his with his stuff with his movies that he's done and the movie he's currently doing, you know, uh, they're actually doing some cool practical effects. But he's old school, kind of like us, you know. That he has that old school mentality of, you know, we need to have some practical effects in this. To it just looks a lot more realistic. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, I just I I don't mind. When, uh, when it comes to special effects, my main thing I enjoy it the most is when it's like a science fiction movie. And I'm yeah. not talking about just, you know, the, the any aliens or anything like space travel, stuff like that. Yeah, you're going to want to have, you know, I, I don't want to see the shoestrings and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when it comes when it comes to sci-fi, I like to see the good high tech. You know, I want to throw that 4K disc in there and be blown away. Oh, hell you yeah. Know? 
you know. So that's where I'm moving. But but when it comes to horror movies, I prefer practical effects. When you know when I watch a movie and I see you know they're shooting and the blood spurting and you could tell it's all CGI. Sometimes to me that's like eh. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that that's one of my pet peeves: CGI blood. I hate it. And and in action movies that I've seen ha- have been riddled with it, like newer action movies have been riddled with it. And I'm like, oh, why? Just get the blood packets, man. Yeah. Just do the blood packet thing. Just like I don't know with how familiar you. Well, you're probably just as familiar as me. That movie company, The Asylum, that makes all the crazy. Oh yeah, they, they, lo- <laughs> they love doing CGI blood. They love CGI. Blood. Uh, well, uh, maybe some of them will make a make a appearance on this show. We'll get to talk about those kinds of movies too. Oh, but, I had a streaming. Um, I, I had a streaming service. I I forgot what it was. And that they have the the majority of the movies they were offering in it were all asylum movies. I think one I think for a whole two months, a couple years back, I watched like one a day. I think I watched like forty asylum movies in a row. Uh, and when I was done, <laughs> I had to go to the asylum because it drew yeah. it was like it was just too much. <laughs> I was gonna say, God dang you did you lose your mind? Did you lose a bet? What happened? Why is it yes. you know uh Pluto has a twenty four seven asylum channel and that's all okay. they show is asylum movies. But also you got all like you said, all these other streaming ones like Tubi and everything, they got you can find an asylum movie if you really want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're good buddy with with Sci-Fi Channel. Sci-Fi Channel is always showing asylum movies. So yeah, they are. It's crazy now that everything's streaming, dude. I I really haven't even tried to watch like Sci-Fi Network or like yeah. I just I, I just go to Tubi and I'll like look up something. But yeah. The, I guess we'll get back on the. Yeah, we, we, well, we got sidetracked. We'll, we did, but you know what? That's fine. This is our show. We can sidetrack. You want, you want to talk Pirates of the Caribbean? Now we can do that. Um, now this movie, uh, it it does hold a, a special place in my in my heart because of how I found it, and and uh, I, I was I was glad to see it get some life, and of course the soundtrack gets some life on B Movie TV, and you know for a little while. I, I believe Ken got to show the movie uh, a while back. It's been a long time, but um, I do, I, I do recommend this one, especially if people like this kind of stuff in in that in that era. You know, 1985 to 1987. Those, the, you know, the movies kind of got crazy, especially the horror movies, and they a lot of practical effects. And this one, I, I, I would say, yeah, I, I recommend this one. But oh, what yeah. do you, what do you think? Oh, I highly recommend it. It's worth it's worth a watch, and I can't guarantee any everybody who watches it is going to like it. But I recommend this is one of those kind of movies everybody should at least see once. Um, of course, like the, the, I don't remember the character who he was, the one who survived everything when the bands when the record record guy showed up and was watching him and was like, "This band is awesome," and then he turned. And oh, then he, kept, he kept trying to eat this kid, and the kid kept getting away from him. Yeah, well, didn't the zombie kind of save him? The zombie lead singer kind of gave, gave yeah. him an out. I yeah, don't know, but I know he was the young man, and he ended up escaping yeah. with Cassie. Yeah, because he went to the grave and said, they took her, they took her. Look, she gave me the ring, and then his hand oh, came up. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wait, didn't they just drive off? How many more times? 
How many more times are you going to go back in the dirt and, and put it back on you? I mean, yeah, they just they were. Yeah, she brought him out of the grave. Then he brought him out of the grave. And then at the end of the movie, she brought him out of the grave again. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, weren't they gassed in that chamber? With yeah. All the, you know, so I was like, how did they get back in the dirt? And and, and that whole gas scene, that gas scene made me snicker because I'm like, wait a minute. These guys are dead. They're zombies. They're not breathing. How are they dying from gas? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I thought maybe someone was going to throw a match in the room and blow them up, but they yeah. just all suffocated. I'm like, yeah. they're they're dead. <laughs> they died from lack of oxygen, but they're already dead. I want to know how the drummer got the Sergeant Pepper's uniform. Like uh, when he came back to the life. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. As soon as he came out, I saw it. I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm going, Sergeant Pepper's. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah. He looked just like it. I was like, oh shit. And they had, and that one guy's makeup, he looked like he was straight out of the Warriors film. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he even had a cap on like he would have. And it's like, like one of the baseball, I can't remember the name of the, the, the baseball guys in, in the Warriors, but he looked I, like I can't either. The, but he, yeah, I was like, wow, nice. I mean, I don't know how they got the makeup on, you know, come out of the ground, but hey, they they did it, okay? They did it. <laughs> they, they they painted themselves up, got buried, and that's it. But no, it was a good it was a good movie. Now I don't have as good as memories as you did with you know finding the video store on this one since I just went through my cousin's you know reject box of VHS tapes, <laughs> but you know. I had to make sure his label said horror because if it didn't have a label on it, I might have got grounded for watching it because it might have been a little bit from the golden era of uh, you know, certain movies. <laughs> so, uh, it's, so as long as it said horror on it, I knew I was actually getting a horror movie. But yeah, I don't. My, my I have my memories or more of, of this movie or more of finally getting to to like it. Like I said, when I first saw it, I was like, eh, "What did I just watched." Yeah. Then over the years, rewatching it as it's got older, I'm like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Yeah. No, and especially now that we got these companies buying these properties up, and they get you know a hold of the master, and they get a hold of extra stuff that we get to enjoy. And like I said, I would love to um, give an update because I, I I know I talked to you before the show. I was like, I want to get the uh, vinegar drum, uh, syndrome uh, Blu-ray. So I want to see what I missed or or what off of that. But I'm just going off of watching it again. And then, of course, the memory of the first time seeing it. So I'll, I'll definitely give an update on it whenever I yeah. get that. See, that's why I've always thought about when it comes to Hollywood in general, not only just the movies, but the TV. They seem they seem to be snobs themselves. They, yeah. they spend all this money and they make sure, you know, oh, the Godfather movies, we've got to make sure they're stay in good shape. All these classics, Gandhi, which I'm fine with because they're excellent movies. But it's like all these B movies and older movies and even older TV shows. They have they didn't like I just got done watching I'm almost done watching Saint Elsewhere. There were so many flaws, they sounded terrible, the picture quality is mm -hmm. no good. It's like why can't they preserve other formats? Just because it has an Oscar winning director or an actor in it doesn't mean you can't preserve it. They need to do more they need to do a better job of preserving even the B movies. Yes. You're right. Because they're historic. I mean, look at Roger Corman movies. How many people I can name a couple of people off the top of my head who got their start directing movies for Corman? Uh, Ron Ron Howard. Oh wow. Um, um, 
Jack Nicholson got his start. He was in the original uh, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. He was the guy that went in to get his teeth done and didn't want any Novocaine. It was like, oh, wow. Yeah, he was in that. And then he was in another one. I can't remember the name for the life of me, but it had uh, Frankenstein in it. Um, and it was a gothic horror movie. It took place on a mountainside cliff. But Jack Nicholson was in that, too. Huh. Um, James, James Cameron got his start with uh, Roger Corman. Roger Corman is a lot of people. Roger Corman's a B-movie god, at least to me he is. Oh, yeah, he is. And, Most definitely. You know, I think like his stuff, his stuff needs to be preserved. I mean, he's he, he's directed a small amount, but he's produced like 500 <laughs> movies. And it's like, I mean, I love Roger Corman movies. I just, I can't get enough of them. No, it, it, there's something about them. Like, uh, I've... I was flipping through some channels on on uh, I think it was like Pluto, and then Q the Winged Serpent showed up, and I sat there. I've seen this movie, but for some reason I'm just like I'm gonna sit here and watch this because I like it, and I don't know, like it, it just it draw, draws you in, you know. And Q, uh, that's I, I want to say that's one of my favorites of his. Yeah, and 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 the Q movie. The only problem I had with it was. The stop motion they did for the serpent was kind of yeah. They, they got a little they got a little lazy on it. Mike Michael Moriarty, man, he's he was been in some good B movies. He has, movies. you know, and, you the know. guy he was on, you know, he's he was on all these Law and Order episodes, and then you go back and you saw him on the stuff, and then yeah. you know, it's like what? Like he was, you're right, he was been yeah, on. He got his start in the B movies, and then when he got, I think he was in the first four or five seasons of Law and Order. I can't remember. How, yeah, how many. he was in the beginning of it, like yeah. the, the very first. Yeah, yeah. And then he recently, I don't. Do you remember that show? It was on Showtime. It was called uh, Masters of Horror. Yes, was, I do. Yes, Michael yeah. Moriarty was in one where he played a truck driver who was a serial killer, and it had that uh, one chick from Witchboard and all that. Uh, she was mm. in it. And, and uh, he had he, he was picking up hitchhikers, but he sound if you close your eyes and listen to his accent, he sounded like Archie Bunker. And I was like, <laughs> I, and it was awesome. It, it, uh, but my, Michael Moriarty can play a crazy person. Perfect. That just let us love how, how cool would it have been to have a horror movie and add Archie Bunker as a serial killer? He's like, I'm going to slice you up, eh? Like, I'm going to, you know. <laughs> Jesus, he did clean the knives. <laughs> oh, Archie, why are you keeping dead bodies in the basement? <laughs> Stifle yourself, okay? Anyway. <laughs> Gloria, there's something wrong with your father. <laughs> there's something wrong with your father. <laughs> Where's Meathead? <laughs> His head's on a stick in the basement. Archie never did like him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you, you you can't. The only way to watch Archie Bunker nowadays is to, is to buy it because nobody wants to air it because you know they don't want to. Oh god! Like yeah, uh, that that that's disappointing because it, it is it it's a funny show and. I did that with Dukes of Hazard when all the hoopla came out about the General Lee. I said, I better order all the rest of these damn seasons because they're going to be gone. Oh, yeah. And what happened? They're gone. <laughs> they're hard to find. Yeah. It, it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, dude, it's just a car. It's just, 
that that show was so far from me. I think I don't know if anybody ever watched it just because they saw the rebel flag on the hood. That show was far from racist. I mean, it, it's yeah, it had a racist it, bone in its body, but oh, we can't show it. Well, and that's the thing. You, if anything, it made law enforcement look stupid. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna get them to you know, it made him look stupid. But like, yeah, the Dukes of Hazard, and that's the problem. They're like, oh, it's called General Lee, and it has the you know a racist flag on the top. And it's like, no, it was it, you know that was the car's name or whatever. And yeah, it was a different time when they made the show, but. Why get rid of it? It was a good show. It was about, you know, cousins fucking causing trouble. They're like little rascals running around the Hazard County just causing shit and and fucking with Boss Hog and all the law enforcement, the crooked law enforcement, you know? And of course, Daisy do good, my good, you know? <laughs> Daisy. Woo. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't get that either. It, like you said, they, they tackled stuff in it and they probably it really good shows and people just dismiss it because of one thing. Hey, I don't want it. it won't, watch it. And it won't be long before horror movies from the past probably will get, oh, you should watch that movie. It, it's making women look bad or making just this like, dude, it's just entertainment. Yeah. Well, they've they've tried to do that. And in all these independent movies I see coming out, all these girls, the, the women in it have no problem getting naked because that's what they know that horror movies are about. <laughs> naked women and people getting killed. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's not a horror movie unless there's blood. Monsters and boobs. Yeah, that's have, it. Boobs. That's it. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't need to have a whole pair. Just one. No. <laughs> no. But I, horror movies, I like all genres. I watch anything. I love westerns. I love a good yes. western. You know? um, when I just watched a couple of weeks ago, uh, The Magnificent Seven. And then I watched the new one after it to compare. And I enjoy the both. I love westerns, but sci-fi and horror were what I watched the most growing up. I saw Star Wars, and I thought, okay, this is a type of movie that I'm gonna—I I just fell in love with it. My mom stood in line for hours and hours to get us tickets to go, and I saw it, and I was like, oh my god! And then I saw a Sears catalog with toys. I'm like, oh my oh, god! Yeah, you know, <laughs> I had all the toys. I loved it, and then. The, the first, I mean, I didn't really realize growing up watching horror movies on uh, a good old UHF channel, you know, like seeing Dracula and Frankenstein and the mummy and all that. I, I, I didn't consider them horror movies per se. I was more of their monsters. It was like, it was like a monster movie like Godzilla, except instead of giant monsters, they're just little monsters. Yeah. But I didn't, the first true horror movie I saw was Phantasm. Um, yes, my, my mom got HBO. She got she got a raid, <laughs> and this was back in the uh, early '80s, and she got HBO for us. And uh, it was on one day, and the little silver balls, and I was like, "What is that movie?" My mom says, "You can't watch it." So I set my alarm, my alarm clock, and I got up at like two o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a Saturday because, by God, if I can't watch it. I'm going to watch it. Hell yeah. That's how you do it. it. And and, and the tall man scared the crap out of me. Yes. But but that was the first horror movie that I watched that actually, because when I watched kink, when I watched like, you know, the, the, the mummy and all those, they didn't scare me, but I did enjoy them. But phantasm actually scared me. It actually scared me. Well, it, it it is a freaky movie, man. And it's actually one of the greats, you know, it is. And people, 
and some people still haven't seen it. And it's like, you need to watch that. Yeah, it kind of, it's not your regular, you know, Jason or Freddy or whatever, but it, it stands on its own and it's awesome. Right. And I even, I went through a, a binge watch of those not too long ago, actually. I watched all of them. Well, actually, I couldn't watch part three. I couldn't find part three anywhere. Streaming yeah. or anything. Part part three, I think it's the one where it was... Uh, they went through a different company, and they're not very good at working with others. So it's uh, like the one movie you can't because I know that I have I bought the box set that came out years ago, not the one from England, but I got the American one. So mm-hmm. they didn't cover any any models of the sphere or anything, and but it had all the movies on there. But it was there was the one movie they that was the hardest for them to get, and even even Shutter I don't think shows no. that one either. No, no one has it. I, I looked. Trust me. I, I was like, I'm going to watch part one through, I get, what is it? Six, five, five. five, five. So one through five, I want to watch all the, the phantasm. Well, I just had to deal with going straight to part four, <laughs> to part two, because I couldn't find that, which is insane. But what part are you going to Part five made me more confused than I already was before I started. Watching. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, they're very confusing movies to begin with. So it's like, wait a minute, what? The spears were like big giants going down through the city. I'm like, wait a minute, when did this turn into a science fiction movie? Yes. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, man, I had I had fun talking about this movie. I've, I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, and I, I thought it was neat the little stories behind it. I I didn't know that it was not even supposed to be a full feature, you know. So I thought that's pretty cool that it actually happened to be one. And um, the guy that made this, um, I think he only made two two movies. But the rest of the stuff has been on Broadway and all that other stuff. And I think he's done some foreign films. But the American side, he's done this one. And I believe it was, uh, what I say, Crime Hunter? So Yeah. <laughs> So, See, yeah. Well, now that you said that you found out it was just supposed to be a little short, it makes me want to download it and then take out every scene that doesn't have anything to do with the band and see if that's the <laughs> runtime. Because now that, you know, when you mention that and you start reliving the movie in your head, it does make sense because all the whole the whole town folk thing seems like it was an afterthought. Like, yeah. it wasn't originally part of the movie. Oh, so yeah. It makes me think that the, that the guy filmed the band. The band get murdered, the band come back, the band get revenge, and then that was the end of it. And then all that the rest of this stuff was just got, down and just got added in to make it a full length. But yeah, I bet you your I bet you all the rock band stuff was part of the short. Yeah. I, I kind of makes sense now. Yeah, and all the other stuff was just a bunch of stuff they just kind of threw together, which in that time, no one's uh, a stranger to, especially some of the ones that <laughs> some of the movies we like. Uh, we found out that yeah, they just uh, kind of pinned them together, and here you go, here's a full movie. It's like Spooky. Spooky's was two different movies. This one seems like it could have been two different movies. <laughs> I think it was. They just hadn't come out and said it like Spooky's did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but this is fun. I know uh, this is going to be a, a regular thing. You know, um, uh, I, I want to try to do these uh, as often as we can. I love talking movies, and uh, of course, movies like this. I know you're you're uh, tag you're it 
for the next one. <laughs> this is a, this is a Poe choice. So I want to see a Rasso choice. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what you come up with. <laughs> um, are you get, are you by chance getting your hands on uh, the 4K uh, heavy metal? Did you pre-order it, or are you going to buy it? The, uh, the, the new version. Oh, the the the, cart, uh, the animated movie, Heavy Metal? Yeah, yeah. Because it's the last thing Ivan Reitman did before he died. I guess he did finish doing it, but he's supposed to have changed some of the oh, sound yeah. effects. Because I'm kind of curious. I don't I don't know anybody that likes Heavy Metal except for oh, me. I love so Heavy like, Metal. I love like, it. I don't want to have to do – I don't want to do a whole episode on it, but one of these episodes that we do, we should take a little sidestep and discuss oh, hell yeah. the changes they made. Because, you know, I, I, I love heavy metal. It's I, like I'm, my favorite animated movie. I am I mean, down. Count me in because I love that is one of my one of my favorites. The heavy metal movie. That was that's great. And uh, uh, there's that movie on Shudder I'm going to check out. It's kind of like the same animation. I forget what the oh. hell it's called. It's a weird fucking name. And I just saw it because I, yeah. I just I resubscribed to Shudder because I wanted to. um watch cursed films and i started watching the first episode which was about the wizard of oz which i thought was very interesting we'll go into that later but <laughs> very interesting uh if you hadn't seen it i recommend it. it it's very interesting to know the stories behind that that movie um but yes uh that movie's on there the heavy metal type animation i got i want to check that out and of course heavy metal and yes i would love to do an episode on fucking heavy metal i would that that animation, by the way, is called ro rotoscoping. Rotoscoping. Okay, rotoscoping. so yeah, that's what this uh, this movie on Shutter is all about. I forget what it's called, but yes, I will be checking it out this weekend. Like I have some old, I have on DVD. I have some Ralph Bashke movies, and he did rotoscoping on Wizards, Fire and Ice, yes. and he actually did Lord of the Rings back in the in the eighties animated. And oh, yeah. that one's all done with the rotoscoping. So, yeah, I know a movie you're talking about on Shutter. I can't remember. It's got a really long It is. Name. <laughs> but it looks it look it reminds me of, you know, heavy metal. I mean, it really does. 100%. So, yes, I I can't wait. I want to I yeah. want to watch it. And yes, any any movie you come up with will do. Um but yeah, um I guess that's our episode of hard rock zombies i hope everybody enjoyed it and like i said we're going to be doing more of these I, I love talking movies and i know paul does too and yeah so uh was there anything else you wanted to say before we sign off on this episode I, all i want i want to say just to make just to you know get it right through everybody sometimes we're going to be talking about movies that we're going to love <laughs> but, but, but we're probably still juveniles inside so they yes. they might not be that good but we will love them so <laughs> take anything we recommend you with a grain of salt yes but you should still try to watch everything that we do because you're if there's more to life than just big blockbuster movies b movies are a rite of passage. Everybody should watch B movies every once in a while. So, I agree. Yes, one hundred percent. Take what we say with a grain of salt, but also yeah. listen to us and watch cool shit. Yeah, like Sci-Fi Sideshow. Yes, on Sunday. Yes, Sundays at eight on <laughs> B movie TV. It's either going to be me or it's going to be Poe. Yes, so. I, 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 I do need to. I, I do need to do at least one one episode again. I do kind of miss it, but then also I'm also enjoying the hell 
out of the job you're doing and also just editing the videos. I mean, it makes it easy on me. So, <laughs> and I like I like doing the the retro stuff at the end. I like I, I I just picture people at home, you know, watching the movie, and then I'm showing some old '70s live concert and scene, and they're like, "Oh, I haven't heard that song in like 20 years." Oh yeah, you you got me uh, a couple of times. I'm like, holy crap! I I love that. I love the random the random clips at the end of the show. You know, yes. He introduces the movie, you watch the movie, a cool sci-fi old school movie, and then at the end you get to see like two or three freaking cool clips that, you know, he chooses and I enjoy I enjoy the choices. It's been awesome, man, and you've gotten some good feedback too on that. Yeah, that, that so. last that last one I did, I put that Burger King commercial on and I cracked up my wife because they're doing that, you know, Burger King was advertising, you have it your way, but this guy's painting this couple's house and she's like, I don't really, is that color going to work? He goes, you'll get used to it. My wife goes, bitch, repaint my fucking house. <laughs> but yeah, they went to Burger King and had it their way, so it all worked out in the end. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Well, thanks everybody. Uh, please uh, leave leave comments, uh, give us suggestions, whatever you want, and uh, you know, send it to uh, Aaron at rabbitandredradio.com and uh, we'll go through. It. Or even leave uh, something in the comments uh, when the video and and audio uh, kind of drop. And yeah, let us know what you think. So until next time, we'll we'll see you later, and we'll have a. We'll have a brand new episode. It'll be a Rasso pick, so hold on tight. <laughs>